Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hello, this is Megan Hillica, and I want to talk today about how to get through grief. Um, this is a very broad subject and very, I'm going to just do kind of a quick overview of things I jotted down that I see in myself and my grief coaching clients and what I've seen that helps and supports and what doesn't. Kind of just like a quick snapshot of ways to get through grief, to learn how to live with grief. And I just want to be clear that my list is by no means like a full example of, it's just what I came up with. I have a few things, what I came up with in a little bit. And I think there's definitely a lot more. I'm probably missing some here, but I think all of these ones are valid and really good. So I just want to jump into those. Um, before I do that, I just want to ask you to rate and review this podcast or subscribe or share it with a friend if this podcast has been helpful for you, if it has um, served you in any way and helped you on your grief journey. So let's dive into how to get through grief. So number one on my list is allow yourself to feel your feelings. So often we don't want to feel our feelings. It They are painful, especially grief and child loss. They are absolutely painful. Like so many times we describe it as like, I feel like I'm going to die or my heart is torn in two. I'm like absolutely torn in half. There's so many really painful ways to describe what it feels like to lose a child. And so allowing yourself to feel your feelings, it is hard. It feels like if you allow that grief in, you are going to go over this cliff or into this deep, dark hole and you're never going to come out. And it is so important to feel our feelings, to know that feelings and emotions are just energy and they just need to flow through us and we're not going to be stuck there forever. So that is a very important one. And on the other side of it, allow yourself to take breaks. We cannot grieve 24-7. We cannot be in those heavy and painful emotions 24-7 of our lives. And if you're anything like me, as soon as we feel joy or laughter or lightness, all of a sudden we're like, oh my gosh, I'm not grieving. What's wrong with me? What kind of mom am I? Why am I feeling this way? And then the joy that we felt is immediately turned to guilt because we shouldn't feel that. So just open up space for that possibility of taking a break. I know that you're never going to fully take a break, that your mind is never going to be far from your child and that they're gone. But like, if that comes up, to allow that possibility of it. So next, give yourself grace. 
We have so much guilt. I have had so much guilt. Every single grieving mom I work with has so much guilt. We beat ourselves up. Um, We're not far enough along in our grief. Uh, We should be further along than we are. We're not doing it the right way. Are we doing it the right way? Just give yourself grace in this time. You are going through the most difficult time in your life. Truly. You truly are. And it has to come from us, starting from us, that we give ourselves grace. Next up, build your support network. Um, it can, it's like the episode a few times back that I talked about building your support network and support group around you. And if you haven't listened to that, go listen to it because it is so important to have those people around you who understand or who support you or try to understand. And it really is so much up to you into allowing that and to building it and to reaching out for that support if it's not coming to you. Um, you don't have to do this alone. We so often, all of us put up this, like, I have to be strong. I'm I'm just going to power through it. And seriously, like this is not a time in your life that you need to do that. So kind of going along those lines, get help in the areas that you need help. You might have to ask or look for it. You might have to reach out. You might have to let someone know that you do need it. You might have to pay for it. You might have to make the time. You might have to put in the effort and the energy to do it. And I know when you're grieving and you're exhausted, it's really hard, but I promise it's so, so worth it. Um, Don't compare yourself to others. We get so much into grief comparison traps. We start to compare and Either we invalidate our grief or we validate it even more. So let me explain. Um, If you are a grieving mom who lost a 30-year-old child, son or daughter, you might think that, well, my grief isn't as bad, you know, because I lost a 15-month-old. I have had many people tell me this. Oh, I can't imagine losing a baby because... You know, my my son was already out of the house. They were on their own. Like, I wasn't caring for them day to day. I cannot fathom what it would be like to lose them as a child. And so it's just so much harder for you. And I'm like, you know what? It doesn't matter, you know, at what age we, we lose our child or at what point. But what matters is that it's painful for you. When you start to compare... In that sense, that person was invalidating their own pain, that their pain was not as great as mine when they're saying that. Like, I'm like, no, your pain is absolutely horrific and painful for for you, just like my pain is absolutely horrific for me. And then there's on the other end, you know, where somebody will be like, well, they don't understand and my pain is so much worse. Or, you know, you had 30 years with your child and I didn't, so my pain is so much worse. And we make it, this comparison, either worse or better. And it's like, you know what? We're not helping ourselves. We're not helping others by doing that. It's not serving us in any way to compare. I truly believe to just look at your own grief. Your grief journey is your own and we don't need to compare. We can learn from others. We can hear other stories in, so we can um, feel connected and not alone. But we don't need to compare because your grief journey is your own and it's happening the way it's supposed to. 
six-week group coaching program, Life After Child Loss, is opening up soon. This is a six-week program where we get on a call every week and hold space for grief, loss, and life. A place where you can take off the mask you may be wearing every day and where the deep emotional work can be done. As a coach, I can help you learn to distinguish between thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and that you actually can choose new thoughts better suited to serve you and support you so you can come from a place of choice rather than from a place of just surviving. I can also guide you to be kinder and gentler with yourself during your grief journey. If you are feeling called that this might be for you, as one of my coaching clients has said, don't hesitate. The investment in yourself is so worth it. It helps so much to not only have a coach that has suffered child loss, but to share with another mother that same loss and hear her share as well. While all of our losses are so tragic, there is such empathy here unlike any other. It was also so helpful to see myself, my pain and suffering in another, and learn to be kinder and gentler with myself. Friend, there is nothing I can do to fix your pain. I cannot fix the fact that your child or your baby died. I wish I could, and I I just can't for any of us. But there are ways to support yourself in your grief, and it's up to you to take that first step. I'm not here to tell you if this is for you or not. I want you to notice if you feel called to this, and if you do, then you know it's for you. When you are ready to begin doing the work, when you are done with living the way that you have been, When you are tired of feeling stuck, sad, depressed, and living in the cycle of pain, you will know when you are ready. I'm here for you. And if you want to join when my program opens up, you can go um, get on the waiting list and be the first to know by going to www.lifeafterchildlosscoaching.com. Again, that's www.lifeafterchildlosscoaching.com. next one, give what you can't carry to God. I don't know if all of you have a faith or believe in God, but for me, it has been really helpful to know that God is in control, to give what I don't understand to him, to know that he has the bigger picture in mind. I love this little image that somebody told me is Imagine that there's this huge tapestry, like of a picture that God can see the beautiful picture of, you know, from above. He can see this picture. And right now, underneath, all I can see are the threads. All I can see is like the garbage and the threads and the, all the underside. It's not beautiful. I can't see what the big picture is. And God can see that big picture. And for me, that's very comforting. It's very helpful. It's very helpful for me to give so much, like everything, of what is too heavy and too much for me to give to God. The next one, learning tools to support yourself and your body in grief and in this time that is so stressful. So like giving yourself that permission and giving yourself the time to learn or to seek support and guidance in getting tools. And really just allowing yourself to do things that feel right for you instead of worrying about being judged. So if there's some sort of hobby or craft or movement that would feel good for you, like allow yourself to do that, you know, in terms of like movement or for your body, like you might feel like, okay, 
because I've talked a lot about, I've, I ran a lot and I biked a lot. Oh, maybe I need to do that. Well, what if biking and running is not helping you in your grief? What if that's too high energy of a workout for you? What if for you, you need yoga and a walk or like meditation and quiet, like listen to your body and listen to what works for you. Just because somebody else shared it, if I share it, doesn't mean that that's something that you need to do. It's really important to to experiment and try out those tools and see what is supportive for you because so often we don't know. I didn't know. People would ask like, what do you need? How can I help? What do you, how can you, you know, support yourself in your grief? I was like, I have no clue. I've never done this before. I have no idea what to do. So just allow space for that. Allow, if you can, even just one thing that you can do to support yourself in your grief. The next thing, which is a huge one, is knowing that grief is normal. I think I struggled so much with feeling like I was doing it wrong, feeling like I'm going crazy, that other people aren't like this, that, yeah, as if anyone feels this way. But the more you talk with other grieving mothers, the more you connect with them, the more you talk with someone else who is walking with grief, you learn that grief is normal. And I truly believe that grief is the way that we say goodbye. This is our way of carrying our children forward. This is our way of processing the experience of saying goodbye. It is a normal thing and it really is a gift that we've been given. So grief is not a bad thing. We don't need to get rid of grief. It really is a normal process. And it, when we allow it and when we let grief in rather than trying to shove it out, that's when things change. So kind of along those same lines, stop judging yourself. Stop judging your grief, that you're not doing it good enough, that grief, you know, there's so many ways we judge ourselves. We already judge ourselves, I think, in general enough. And then when we add grief on top of it, we <laughs> add a whole another layer to it. Another one, notice your thoughts and think them on purpose. So often our thoughts are on autopilot. I talk about this a lot. And we don't even know what we're thinking. We don't know that we continuously cycle through these same thoughts over and over and over. We don't realize that. So often my clients don't notice that. I don't notice that until you start to become aware. And that's when you can start to choose which thoughts you want to think. And maybe you don't want to change your thoughts. Maybe you like thinking them and that's fine. But to just notice them and decide from there, if you want to keep them or not, that is a huge, huge thing where things, that was a one of the biggest shifts that started for me in my grief and in my life. Another one, bring your child's memory forward in a way that feels right and authentic to you. Some people really like to do a lot of things. They like to have a ton of things around their house. Some people don't like to have hardly anything. So it's really, you know, you you are the one who is grieving your child. You are the one who is doing this grief work. You are the one who, if you want to and choose to, carries their memory forward. I remember, like, I get, I can get really worried about what other people think and the way that we're doing it. And I remember a friend telling us, you know, I, I was thinking like, oh, I don't know if we should be doing this because what do other people think? And they don't, 
think it's as important as we do. And a friend told us, you know what, this is your grief and you get to decide how it's done. Like you get to choose if you want to carry that forward or how you want to spend the day. And that was just really powerful for me is like, yeah, we do get to choose and we don't have to worry about what other people think. We don't have to worry about other people's judgments or opinions or how they think that we should do it. But just feel what feels right for you and notice that. So this one kind of goes along with that. Let what everyone else is telling you about how you should be doing this, let it go and really feel into what's right for you. People have a lot of opinions about how you should grieve, how you should, you know, not grieve, what you should be doing, where you should go. And the truth is that your grief is your own. You are the only one who gets to decide what to do with your grief. You are the only one who can do this work. So nobody else has uh, an opinion or a right to say anything to you. I love the quote. Um, I don't know if it's, I've heard it from Brene Brown, but I don't think it's a quote from her. I'm not sure. Maybe it is. But it's a quote about something about being in the arena. So the people who are not in the arena with you don't have, like, they can't say anything. Like, if you're in the arena, you're the one doing the grief work. Nobody else who is not in there doing the grief work with you or not doing that work, they don't have a right to have an opinion on how you should be doing it. Another one, know that grief is not going away. (laughs) It's really, we want to ignore it hope that maybe if we ignore it long enough, it will go away. Um, Maybe we'll get to a miraculous other side, but it's not going to go away. And you will need to process, face it, and work through it at one point in your life or another. So if you're not ready to face it now, that's fine. Just know it's not going to go away and you will someday down the road. It just... The sooner you face it, the lighter and easier. I I think easier in terms of because you're not fighting it. Because you're not putting that energy into fighting it and you're just allowing it, it gets easier. Surround yourself with others who understand. There's just nothing like a connection with another grieving mother who understands, who has so many of the same emotions, the same experiences as you. There's just nothing like it. And so you can choose to surround yourself with other grieving moms. There are so many tools and places for this nowadays, which I'm so grateful for. My Facebook group, Grieving Moms Community, is definitely a place for you to do that, along with so many other places as well. So I guess this one kind of goes along with that grief is not going away, stop fighting grief and allow it to ebb and flow in your life. So for me, that means that when my grief comes now, for me, I don't think thoughts like this shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be grieving. I thought I was over this already. I don't think that. I'm like, oh, grief, you're here again. Okay, here you are. Let's let's flow through this and allow, and I allow grief to flow through my body, allow grief to flow through me. And then it, it goes and I know it will come back and I'm not scared of it. I'm not scared that grief is going to come back. I'm like, yep, that's part of my life. That's normal. It's okay. It's, it's a part of who I am now and it's okay. So 
it really is a, it's really hard to describe that, but it's something that's so beautiful and so important. And once you understand it, it will click. So when you stop fighting grief and you allow it to ebb and flow in your life, it will change. I, I really believe that. The last one I have is connect with your mind and body and learn to sit with uncomfortable emotions. I do a lot of this work with my grief coaching clients. We do a lot of emotional work, sitting with emotions, processing emotions, connecting with emotions, doing a lot of like meditations and visualizations and really feeling the sensations in our bodies of what it feels like to sit in uncomfortable emotions. And it is hard. It is so hard. It is painful, but it's always so beautiful. It is so beautiful to be able to sit and process something and to feel it and experience it. And at the end, you're like, wow, I guess I'm feeling better. It doesn't mean everything's gone away. doesn't mean everything's done, but I can feel that release. And when you sit with emotions and understand that emotions are just energy that need to flow through your body, it is incredible. So that's just a quick list. I hope this list was helpful for you. There's definitely a lot that I could dive into further. It's just a really big overview of many things that have helped me, ways of thinking about grief, um, how to get through it and know that you are not alone. You're not going crazy. Um, there's so much hope for you. And it's just, you know, sometimes we just need to take it one moment at a time. And yeah, I really believe there is so much for you left in your life. And let me know what you think of this. Share it with me, message me, comment in the Facebook group, um, Gravy Moms community. I'd love to hear from you. Take care. See you next week. Well, this episode of Grieving Moms podcast is over. You can join me and other grieving mothers in my free Facebook group to continue conversations of all things life after child loss. Go to www.meganhillica.com slash community to join us there. If you like this podcast, could you please share it with other grieving mothers so that they can also find hope and life after loss and to know that they are never alone.